This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, welcome to Carlton Blue. My name is Dan Rowlands and I'm joined here this morning by John Townley to talk about the North Stand transport stuff and the warehouse Villa Park's redevelopment plans explained on the podcast this afternoon. John, how are you this morning? Yeah, good, thank you. Busy week again. I'm looking forward to the start of the new season now. It's obviously pre-season yeah. next weekend, Warsaw and then obviously the USA, a couple more games after then. So it's coming really quickly and this is uh, this is enough to get stuck into as well, all of the Villa Park redevelopment plans. So we've been, we've been busy, haven't we? So yesterday you went to an open consultation at Villa Park to discuss the changes and the proposals to, to renovate Villa Park um, mm-hmm. with kind of industry experts over there. So first of all, when is work now expected to start on the North Stand? Because we all kind of thought maybe it would end up being this summer uh, at one stage when the fans were when, when the plans were first announced, um, and then obviously things have got delayed for various reasons. So, when is this now actually happening? Yeah. So, firstly, I think it's probably worth saying that everything that we send the podcast is a current plan, as we've seen changes have been made, which is fine because that's uh, the best approach. So, at the moment, the sort of demolition day as such will be after the Foo Fighters gig next summer. So I believe it's in late June. So this time in 12 months, mm. either the North Standard will be knocked down or is about to be knocked down. So obviously that's following the end of the season. So yeah, in 12 months time, the North Standard will probably be collapsed and, and won't be there anymore. That will be the time frame on that. And then Villa want to complete the new stand by May 2026. So that's two seasons of playing uh, without fans in an off stand because it either won't be there or it'll be or it, it will be being built during yeah. that period. So it's long, uh, that's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time, but I think it's the most efficient way of doing it. And we'll get on to why um, as we move on. But it's important that Villa get it done before May 2026 as well, because obviously if the um, England, sorry, if the UK and Ireland's bid for the 2028 Euros is successful, they need 18 months to have it finished, basically completed. They can't. Yeah. It, it can't be on a promise, can it? Because it's construction mm. and building. There's always going to be uh, minor issues or unforeseen problems. So yeah, May 2026 is the deadline for when it needs to be up. So 2026 to 27 season will be the first season of uh, a completely new, a new stand, a new wraparound stand. Obviously, it's going to look like a bit of a bowl between the north. Uh, Doug Ellis like the and Trinity. Building. Cornersfield in, yeah. And it'll add about 7,400 plus seats. It's quite an undertaking, to be fair. It's it's honestly it's a massive job. And obviously, Villa have got other phases they want to go through to make Villa Park even grander. So mm. I'm sure this podcast will spark up 
a lot of questions from, from the fan base and obviously for the rest of this video hopefully some of those will be answered but if they're not please do get involved in on social media threads now is a thing that we're on by the way i was going to say on twitter but maybe not twitter anymore youtube comments things like that if you've got questions put them to us and we'll try and go away and, and find the answers to those one of those will be and I, I know that you don't have the answer to this but i'm going to say it now because i know it will come at some point what happens to the people who sit in the north stand for two seasons of football that's a tricky task as well yeah it certainly isn't especially in a period where there's obviously tens of thousands on a waiting list anyway, so that it's all going to have a knock-on effect. But ultimately, ultimately, Villa view this is a crucial part in 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 the club's um, progression. Really, it, it has to happen. The, the club has to build a bigger stadium. So for two years or so of sort of managing those issues, I think it'll be worthwhile in the end. It's a, it's a huge job. It's going to take about seven months, six seven months, just to prepare to knock down the stand as well. So if you're working from next june you'd have thought it would be about january or december time when villa will start to prepare to do all sorts of work to the electrics to the drains match day safety systems as well i think it was like over 200 or so cables as well need to be redirected for broadcasting as well so it's a huge job just to knock the thing down so it's all hands to the pump um from the team that are working really hard on it so the tunnel where it is at the moment is now going to be put in the corner the very corner of the so you know where the corner flag will be between trinity and north again i'll go on to it in a minute there's some other things about that but um they're going to be knocking down the closest bay there again i don't know which one whether it's you know the lower or up or which one or if it's both i don't know but we'll try and get an answer on that so yeah there's a lot of of almost like boring logistical bits here that people maybe wouldn't realize and before you go go into this meeting to speak to architects and people that you know you didn't go there to speak to Aston Villa representatives who work on football matters. This is people who are working on you know, construction and things like it's th- yep. some things that fans weren't even have even thought about. To me, you just think knock down the stadium, you get a big bulldozer, really knock it out, get rid of the rubbish, and start building the new one. But you don't think about the water systems and the drains yeah. and the electricity and like things like that. And maybe that's just me being stupid, but I imagine most people wouldn't think it, that it's going to take seven months of prep before they even bring the bulldozers in like that's a lot of groundwork before you even get started yeah as i say it's a huge undertaking just just to prepare to do it let alone knock it down and then build it over the course of two years so yeah it's a huge job the wraparound there where the trinity meets the uh, north stand there's like a project hoover going on as well so project hoover is basically currently there's a lot of sort of there's an unnecessary amount of basically empty space or exits and things like that that it's basically just dead space and villa want to make basically make that more dense atmosphere around mm. that corner of the stadium as well so i think that's probably the reason why they're taking out that end block of or end row end bay whatever you want to call it um of the trinity uh and yeah clear up what's what they think is kind of wasted space there and it'll be like a more dense atmosphere was there any possibility of doing similar things to the, how liverpool rebuilt some of anfield where they kind of built the stand around the existing stand and then kind of <laughs> moved it into yeah. position or whatever like however, that, however that's done on the I, I mean i don't know how that works really but like so you could still use the north stand now for those two seasons and kind of build around it and then when it's all pretty much finished you then knock down and pick it up and move it over again how they do it, i don't know but was that yeah. not a possibility villa could have done that but i was speaking to one of the uh, architects or one of the builders who, who were at the meeting and they basically said that liverpool have had sort of 
untold problems with that and other stadiums have had the same. Knocking the whole thing down and just doing it within two years is basically just the most efficient and effective way of delivering a slick sort of new stand in the quickest time possible without like for example it'd be, especially because it's a build like um sorry a wraparound as well i think that's key because builders need to get to key parts and they won't be able to like at liverpool they weren't able to get to certain um parts of the stadium that they had to get to to complete it on time or something like that knocking it down is just a it's just the easiest way of doing it and again there's going to be issues in terms of relocating tickets and the match capacity is obviously going to be you know quite a bit lower there's no there's no stand opposite the hole anymore it's going to look weird but for the two seasons it's not there there shouldn't be any um or many more teasing problems that they're going to find with it it mm. should just be knocked down the new one's built within two years and then villa have got a fifty thousand capacity stadium by 2026 you're hoping that villa are in a really good position with this whole sort of uh saga i suppose you could call it this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, before we get into the exciting bits of the the kind of the warehouse and the the new club uh, shop and those kind of things, let's get all the boring logistical stuff out of the way with the transport uh, links. I say boring. I, I don't want to kind of disrespect that it is a, a serious yeah. issue and something that really irritates people that getting in and out of Villa Park is a, is a nightmare. Basically, kind of from a bullet point perspective, and I'll get you to kind of elaborate on this. There's more car parking spaces available in in, in the area, which is handy the train links is a kind of an ongoing saga is the right word actually that you use something we, we say for transfers these days but we've got a train saga at the moment okay. trying to this trying to get the wind re-renovated and, and whatnot um and also kind of um taxi ranks and bus shuttles and things like that so do you want to just give me an overview as best as you can on, on what the transport could look like alongside this new north stand Firstly, Villa are well aware it's a massive problem and genuinely they are working tirelessly to try and improve the transport around Villa Park and no one's more frustrated than the people who are doing it. They're getting more complaints about transport from fans and local residents as well. Like You kind of forget sometimes that Villa Park is in obviously the middle of a, in a residential area, which is obviously going to have a big knock-on effect on uh, local residents there. So yeah, they're working flat out in a bid to improve it so they've got short-term and long-term solutions to the problems that they're facing obviously long-term is going to be the trains it's going to take a period of time for villa to sort of see the benefits of the hard work whether they're negotiating with train operators or network rail and and those um people so last season on average there was about three or less than three sorry trains per hour arriving at witten which is obviously not 
it's no use, especially when Villa are playing Thursday nights next season. Most people just won't use the train because it's yeah. going to be a nightmare. The club are in constant dialogue with politicians as well. The lobbying at government level to try and find progress with it all. So genuinely, they are working extremely hard to do it to try and push push that to try and find progress with it. Like yes, Whitting can be upgraded, like I think Perry Bar was, but then the issue is that you need more train carriages ultimately, and that's going to probably take years to do. Again, there's no estimate on that. Of course there isn't, but that's quite a job to get more trains out of New Street and back to Witten and, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, with, with Witten, there's a clear sort of regenerative, regenerative case that it should be uh, improved and, and modernised and developed and enhanced because, yes, it's going to be used on a match day more often than not, but it's also going to have an impact on the local environment. It's going to look better. Uh, mm. It's going to be more, more positive in the area, isn't it? So I think Villa are confident that they can find progress with it. It's just that it's not going to change overnight. You can't all of a sudden just put on more trains next week. So that's why they're, they've got a bunch of short-term um, solutions as well, which you've mentioned, Dan. So obviously in the Brighton game, they had a shuttle, bus shuttle running from near New Street, I believe, to towards Villa Park and about a five-minute walk over to Villa Park from there and then they would come every 10 minutes. So that's something that they'd probably look at, look towards doing next season as well. And it's worth saying that they've, I don't know if it's completely accurate, but they've basically appointed like a, tr- a transport advisor, should we say, or, you know, people who can work on transport, um, which I think is key. That's something they haven't had before. So instead of sort of bolting all of these issues onto someone else's day job, they've now got designated people or right. a person to pick up the phone to operators and to try and make these... Uh, this you know progression a reality so they've located around 3,000 opportunities for like parking spaces after a 10 minute walk from Villa Park if that makes sense so beyond 10 minute walk so what they're trying to do is basically push people away from the madness is what is what it's basically designed to be doing because we all know Villa Park is super congested around the sort of the immediate vicinity and getting out after a match day is so difficult Mm. it's no wonder why people leave five plus even 10 minutes before a game ends because you're stuck in potentially like 40 minutes of traffic sometimes depending on where you're trying to get to yeah they've located thousands of parking spaces from local businesses schools you know industrial sites that hopefully they can sort of negotiate with those people and they can open on a match day and it'll be much more useful designated uber ranks and taxi ranks as well i think that'll be really good because if they're all congesting around villa park again you're adding hundreds of cars onto the road at the exact time that the game finishes. So it's like a 1% plan is what they're trying to sort of name it as. So if 1% of people start to use uh, more coaches, because we've got loads of fan clubs around Birmingham or out of Birmingham, and some games last season, you'd have about three home coaches turn up to games. And you think, well, that could take, again, hundreds of cars off the road if people use those coaches. And it's it's all those little plans. If 1% people can use a coach, if 1% people can use the trains, use the car parks that they're going to try and use, that will add up to a huge number of people. Just to clarify on the 1% thing, the way you phrased that there was that if 1% of people use the trains or 1% use the car park, it's not 1% of the capacity use it, it's 1% more. So these kind of marginal gains, that if 1% more people do this or 1% more people do that, Overall, that adds up to an increased ten yeah, percent gain yeah. of positivity, yes, or whatever. It, yeah, and as I said, because there's a lot of short-term stuff that they're trying to do. So shuttles, parking spaces, more so, you know, outside taxi ranks, outside. There's a lot yeah. of that's a lot of people using different things, which takes because at the moment everyone does the same thing, don't they? They park within ten minutes if they can, or most people do, and they drive out as soon as they can, <clears throat> or they're trying to get the first train back. So 
the amount of people that are doing that, even if a little amount of people don't do it anymore, there's... Uh, that all adds up. Yes, basically. Yeah. Let's move on to the more fun stuff then. The club shop, the warehouse, and the sports bar. Um, so, so three sports cafe, sports bar. There's three kind of plans there. The club shop will now be inside the North Stand. The cafe thing, sports bar, whatever you call that, is going to be, as you mentioned earlier, above the corner of the t- where the tunnel will be, the North Stand and the Trinity. Uh, and the warehouse is probably the biggest thing that people will be uh, interested in is what happened to Villa Live, basically. The plans that we saw of this big building being built, um, kind of Box Park. Uh, people who have been to Wembley will be familiar with, with Box Park on, on Wembley Day Outs. That kind of environment built outside the North Stand to be an environment to go pre-match, post-match, all year round as a, as a destination to go to, uh, as an entertainment venue kind of thing. So I'll ask you, what's happened to Villa Live? At the moment, it's not being built as expected in sort of phase one immediately. Villa are confident that this uh, warehouse or the Academy Summits building can basically serve pretty much most of what Villa Live was purposed for uh, in a mm. short time frame. And Villa Live is still on the table, absolutely. They're still committed to delivering that. And they have uh, the planning permission to build that when they like. It's not running out in five years or anything like that. You know, there's they can do it when they wish. While we don't know exactly why or when they'll do that, it's still on the table. And there's there's a lot of land and space behind North Stand to do that as well. I don't, I don't think there's too many issues in terms of delivering that. It's just that for whatever reason, it's not being built. Said so it's going to be this warehouse building. And to be fair, I think it's a suitable... Yes, it needs a little, it's in yeah, some ways, it I prefer it in a weird way. Like I like using an existing building. I like it. it's got like kind of that character of something that we already had before. So yeah. let's kind of repurpose it rather than knock that down as well and start afresh. Is that warehouse thing going to be coming in sooner than May 2026? Or is this whole project as North Stand Warehouse, Club Shop, blah, blah, is that all by May 2026? No, warehouse... Uh, warehouse will be delivered before 2026. It's not like a promise, but they'd like to, if they can, to do it before the Euros of 2024, because that would be a really nice opportunity for them to kind of put it on the map. Because you've got the Euros, yeah. you've got the Paris Olympics as well. So that would be a really good opportunity. Again, that's absolutely not promised, but if that's something that can be delivered by then, then fantastic. So mm. it's going to be or going to take a separate planning application, which will be going in this month. Um, and it, again, as I say, it's going to sort of deliver many of the benefits of Villa Live and it's going to have a bar, a big screen zone, food and beverage courtyard and a multi-use floor. It can also be used for like community events, whether that's recruitment fairs, mm. um, for school kids, local school kids to come and use. Um, it can also be used as a indoor football facility as well, which is useful. And the main thing with, <laughs> what the fans will probably be looking out for is that they'll have a big micro, it's like a big microbrewery, a microbrewery that is big. <laughs> Uh, I believe it's at the back of the warehouse as well, which will be good, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So, yeah, definitely something to look forward to and say hopefully they can deliver that as quick as they hope to. And there's more chance of them delivering that sooner if the building already exists rather than knocking it yeah, down yeah. and starting from fresh to build Villa Live. And that'd be a massive two-year project. Yeah. If this thing could be done, the warehouse could be done sooner than that. Obviously, that's a benefit to to everybody. Hockey Social Club. Is the kind of vibe I get dig with diner, that kind of big open space, bench seating, food and drink. Like, it's that kind of vibe, isn't it? I, I get the, the feeling of. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Obviously, we love Hockley Social Club, don't we? <laughs> yeah, it's, I think a lot of uh, clubs have got similar sort of features as to what Villa are trying to implement into that as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And there's uh, opportunities for outside space as well. Obviously, again, there's, there's a lot of land there. They're going to put two new multi-use sports courts towards the back of the warehouse as well or next to it, um, which will be free for public use all year round. So, yeah, it's, it's just a good opportunity to kind of create a, a nice, vibrant atmosphere before yeah. games and as I say in in the off season as well if they can use that space for the Euros or or, or for other, um, other events again not promise but if they can then fantastic it's something that will you know invite locals round fans round but yeah on Villa Live it's still that's still in the works and they still are committed to delivering it it's just it's just not going to happen as soon as uh initially planned and then finally then this sports bar sports cafe sports restaurant whatever you want to call it or yeah. what are villa calling it is it sports bar i don't know the exact name but the exact name but it's a sports bar cafe so okay so that's going to be as we've said in between the trinity and the north stand in the corner above where mm-hmm. the new tunnel will be what's this about looking down upon the tunnel through a, a glass ceiling or a well or, or whatever what's all this about yeah, it wouldn't be looking down on a glass ceiling, would it? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, glass ceiling. Yeah, sorry. Um, again, I don't know exactly how it's going to look because we haven't seen the images of it, of it. But at the moment, they're currently planning for it to have some sort of, you'd be able to visibly see. Not Man City's part. tunnel, um, tunnel club, yeah. Tunnel, yeah, tunnel club, yeah, that I, think, kind of. I think Tottenham have a similar, similar aesthetic as well, but it's that, yeah, it's that vibe. And I think it's going to be at least partially looking at the looking down at the tunnel so that'll be interesting and that's going to be something that's going to be used as like hospitality on a match day but then also it can be used um i don't know if it's going to be open 24 7 i have no idea but it'll it, but it can also be used for um you know champions league nights for example the mm. villain might not be playing in um, <laughs> yeah so they will be in those so of course it'll be open fans can go and watch the game there or obviously local residents too, I, I presume. So, yeah, it, it, I think that's something that's needed as well, kind of bringing Villa Park as a, or making it more of a destination for all year round, not just for a match day. And I think that's key for getting sort of sign-offs on on like the station and things like that. It's key because it needs to be, as Villa want it to be, a, so it, they say an active lifestyle destination, somewhere where you can go, um, which is Aston Villa, but it's got everything that you need from a, you know, that you use in Birmingham in town or on the high street or whatever. So, yeah, it is really exciting. I think there's going to be a jumbo screen as well, where where it currently is between, or where one of them is at least, between um, the Doug Ellis and North Stand. I think it's on twitching side to where, you know, the little mini scoreboard is where it will just have the time and the, the yeah, sort of yeah. narrow one. I think they're putting the jumbo one there as well. So, yeah, it is exciting. And then... It, 
nothing to do with the phase one plans, but it was mentioned at the meeting as well. The uh, Holt pub, you know, where the any anyone want the uh, pork scratchings, <laughs> that guy where he is. <laughs> they're trying to potentially rejuvenate that as well and renovate oh, that. Okay. Into something. It's got. I, I think that's got huge, um, a huge potential to be a really nice fan zone and sort of again like an atmosphere destination where you can go and. Go to the and, pub like, and... and like we said earlier, when you're coming to watch a game, like again, regardless of whether it's open, you know, five days a week or whatever, when you're there for the 19 match days plus throughout the course of a season, yeah. three o'clock kickoff, say you don't want forty thousand or fifty thousand people leaving the area at five p.m. Same time, yeah. You you want ten thousand to stick around at the warehouse or whatever it's called. Yeah, three thousand at the Holt pub, two thousand in the sports bar hospitality, a thousand million around the club shop, and then the people who do leave the stadium can get away easier because yeah. I don't know, twenty five percent of the of the crowd don't leave at five o'clock. They leave exactly. at seven o'clock. That's the kind of overall narrative that they want to build. Yeah, and they're leaving on different modes of transport, and they're leaving in different yeah. destinations to the extent of where the transport issues basically aren't felt by anyone, including the local residents who, again, yeah, you forget 50,000 or 42,000 people are leaving the stadium at the same time. Well, you know, and that's obviously been happening for a long time now anyway. But yeah, that's just some like, extra, the whole pub could potentially be something like that. And again, there's no promise on that, but they'd, they'd like that to, to be a, another potential fan zone destination. Overall positive is, is what's gone for this meeting. Yes, it's slightly annoying that when we first saw these images of the North Stand redevelopment, what, last summer was it? We were all thinking maybe this year, the groundwork will start to begin, the trains will be approved. Here we are now in July 2023 and still nothing's happening and it won't be until June 2024 till work starts to happen and the stadium won't be available to sit in till August 2026. It's a long time away, isn't it? It's, it's three years away, effectively, till we can get to use these facilities. But And that's a, a slight frustration or a slight kind of annoyance. But overall, when this does happen, it's going to improve Villa Park and the surrounding area massively and kind of elevate the profile of the club. And hopefully, three seasons or two seasons, no, well, yeah, three seasons is a, is a long time in football. Where will Villa be? when all this is happening, like, God forbid anything bad happens and we've got all these shiny new things and we're not a very good football team. Um, Hopefully, we're kind of welcoming those, that that 2026 season with Champions League nights and and trophies and things as well. So, hopefully, the kind of the trajectory of the football club goes up in the same speed as the the stadium and things as well. So, thanks for joining me. Thanks for sharing your insight from, from that meeting yesterday. As I said at the start of this, this will inevitably raise questions amongst the supporters. So, if you've got one, let, uh, let us know get in touch on various social media and in the YouTube comments down below and we will try and find out the answers to those you, over the next yeah. however long and if this has been a bit of ranty because we're just reading notes to be honest that we'll link the article as well which is the sort yes. of more, more holistic view of everything yeah of course so yeah John thanks for joining me thanks everyone for watching along with this video as always there's actually loads of content coming on Client Blue at the moment it's the off season but we're still here we're still very busy as always so there's loads going on so stay with us stay subscribed to the channel and follow us on various social media, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. And we'll see you again very soon.